Welcome to episode 38 of the Life and Mission podcast. I'm your host, Kay Helm, and normally we're talking about business or we're talking about ministry or we're developing different skills that you can use to pursue that dream and to live that life of purpose and put your faith in action. But today I want to share a personal story about a time when I just needed God to show up and give me his peace. And I think it's a good time for us to hear a story like that. Hey, I'm really glad that you're here for this bonus episode of the Life and Mission podcast. Usually I have a guest and we do an interview for 30 to 40 minutes, but today I'm jumping on really fast because I just felt like I needed to share this story from a few years back. It's a personal experience of how God showed up and I didn't know he had showed up until I kind of looked back on it later. And I think it's an appropriate story for the times that we're in right now when there's so much uncertainty and we just need that peace. So here goes. I had a dream one night that just shook me to the core. I woke up in the middle of the night, could not get back to sleep. And I won't share with you what the dream was, Uh, It turns out it was tied to something that was happening in the world at that time that we hadn't heard of yet. Like I had not seen any of this on the news. It was a thing that was happening halfway around the world. And I just believe that God was showing me what was going on before we'd heard about it. And what it did was it drove me to prayer about this unknown thing. Like I knew nothing about what was going on. I didn't know where it was happening. I didn't know the people it was happening to. I knew the dream was violent I knew it was, uh, the dream was really graphic, really just absolutely shocking and intense. And I promise you, I'm not giving you any more details other than that. But it just shook me to the core and brought me to my knees. And I spent that morning praying and calling out to God, like, I don't know who this is. I don't know what's going on, but you do. But make it stop, God. This is terrible. Just you know, not knowing how to respond to it. And it was a work day for me. So I go into the office and I had a meeting that morning and the meeting is going on. And all I could think about was this dream. I mean, the images from the dream just kept coming back into my mind and the the questions, the racing thoughts, the the inability to concentrate. It just was all I could do to just sit still and be in this meeting and to get through the tasks of the morning. And finally, when lunch came, I just bolted out. I had, I've got to go. I've got to go somewhere. Didn't tell anybody where I was going. And I grabbed some fast food and I took myself down to the beach because being around water is very calming for me. And I took that meal down to the beach. I walked down to the um, picnic tables that we have there. And I I sat down at this table and I just kind of plopped myself down and said, Jesus, I need you to come have lunch with me now. I, I I just need you to show up. And I sat and ate my lunch, still very much struggling with, uh, with this dream and with the, the thoughts and the images and the, all the questions. And I just didn't, didn't feel his presence there. It was like, okay, where are you? 
and uh, was done with lunch, and I, there's no way I was going to go back to the office at that point. Thank God I have some freedom in my schedule like this and can do this. So I, I, uh, I had grabbed my journal, uh, or a notebook, actually. I grabbed a notebook on the way out, and really, I wish I could have found it. <laughs> Today, I was, I was looking for it before I did this episode because I really wanted to read part of it to you, but I can't find the thing. So we're going off my memory right now, but I grabbed the notebook, and I walked down to a little bench on in the sand. It's one of these super low benches. It's great. You know, you put your feet in the sand and... I did that and I just kind of parked myself and I just started watching the waves and there were some really noisy people at the beach and finally they left and in the quiet, I just was drawn to watching. There was a family playing near the, you know, as the waves were the small part of the waves and there were two or three kids, little kids and a mom and a dad and they had a little picnic lunch. It was so cool. And at one point, the dad stepped away from the family group and he walked past me to the trash can. And he's just throwing something away. And this little kid, probably maybe three years old, comes running after him, crying, Daddy, Daddy, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. And the dad was so kind to his child and he turned around and says oh no I'm not leaving you here come and he walked back to he didn't keep walking to the trash can he turned around and he met the child that was running after him and he he took the child's hand very gently and just then walked at the speed of the child and he walked to the trash can said oh honey I'm just I'm just going to the the trash can we're just going to throw this away and then we're going back but you can come with me And I thought, oh, how sweet. And it just made me feel good. And I kept watching this family. And they had their lunch. And they were playing in the the waves. And the dad took um, one of the little kids out in the waves. And a boat went by. And, of course, the wake, you know, made the waves a little little bigger than they'd been. And the, the child got scared and started crying. And so the dad said, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I've got you. And he walked back to the shore. And said, hey, mom, do you want to go down to the other end of the beach where the waves aren't so wavy? And that's what he said. They just packed up the little picnic and they went to the other end of the beach where the wake from boats wouldn't bother them so much. And I, frankly, I wanted to follow them. There was just so much peace in that family. And I just thought, I just need to be around peace right now. And so after they left, this dream kept kind of, you know, coming back up and and I just still was really struggling with it and I'm still saying Jesus where are you I really need you to show up and after a little bit I noticed another dad with probably I don't know 8 or 9 year old kid in in the water and they were doing this really cool thing looked like a lot of fun the dad would kind of cup his hands in front of him and the, the boy would, would put his foot in the dad's hands and the dad would kind of launch him up over his head and the boy would go splash into the water. And then he'd, you know, stand up and do it again, do it again. Well, they kept doing that and they kept going a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And at one point, the boy goes into the water and I guess he put his feet down and he couldn't touch the bottom and he freaked out. This kid, he's splashing, he's splashing, and the dad is right there, and the dad, and the dad is going, 
I've got you. It's okay. You're fine. I'm right here. I've got you. And the kid is like climbing up the dad. He's pulling his hair. And the dad's going, ow, ow. No, no, I've got you. It's okay. Calm down. You know, I, I have you. I'm right here. And and the kid is like, you know, cl- literally like climbing on top of his dad. Take me back. Take me back. I want to go to the and so they have this conversation about i want to go back no you no we're not going back just stay right, right here we're good it's it's good and they, they, they have this little argument and finally the the dad goes well where do you want to where do you want me to stand where where do you want me to keep doing this game that we're doing but you show me where you think is a good place and the kid goes all the way down to the shore where the water is like maybe halfway up to your knees, you know, and he says, right here, this is where I want to be. And the dad says, no, we can't do that here. If we did this game in this shallow water, you would get hurt so bad. We can't do it here. We've got to be in deeper water. So they go out a little bit, but the, the kid's still scared, you know, but the dad's trying to reassure him. He says, I'm here. I'm re- I've got you. And they go and they do it a couple more times, which is cool because it calmed down the child. You know, he did it a couple times and it was, he was safe and, and, and that was great. And then mom called him over and they had their picnic lunch. And I was kind of sad that they were having their lunch because then I didn't have any anything really cool to watch. Because I was really just, all I thought was happening was that I was distracting myself from this dream by watching these families interact on the beach. And so while they had lunch, I just, again, began to struggle with this dream. And I really felt like I needed to write down what I had just seen. And I was so glad I had that notebook there. And I wrote it down. And I really, like I said, I really wish I could find this notebook. But I wrote it all down. I wrote about the the first dad being so kind and explaining. And he had also explained, like, the tide coming in and um, washing the, they had washed out their sandcastle and he was explaining things and he was explaining to these little, little kids all about tides and waves. And he had simplified it so much to make it easy to understand. And it was so cool to see the dad do that. And he reminded me of that that's the way my dad was. And just, it, it really made me feel good to see that happening with his family. And, and then the second dad, you know, and just writing the whole thing. And as I was writing about the second dad, when the kid was climbing all over him and pulling his hair and, and all of that, you know, putting his knees in his face and <laughs> dad's like, no, 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 I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I have you. You're okay. I realized Jesus had shown up. I was waiting on a piece that I knew from a, a, you know, the familiar peace. I was waiting for peace that I'd already experienced in Christ. And I was waiting for that old experience to show up to reassure me in this new uncertain time. But he had shown up in an entirely new way to me in the form of these two dads comforting their children and just being good fathers. And I'm sitting there writing this in my journal. Like, okay, Jesus, boy, did you show up. And so I just want to encourage you. You know, I'm recording this in a time when we're we're all kind of on lockdown and we wonder what's happening. We're in the middle of the week that's 
we've been warned this is this is the big week where we're going to experience a lot of death and grief and um, troubles and a lot of people are going to be saying god where are you jesus come we need you and i just want to encourage you that he might show up in ways that we don't expect and he might show up in the form of people that we might not have noticed so just be open cut yourself some slack for feeling the way you do we're going through a really hard time as a nation as a world and i i just wanted to share this story with you to encourage you that he's there he hasn't forgotten he sees and we don't know at what point he's going to turn around and grab our hands but you know a couple episodes back, Mackenzie Ryan talked about sharing our faith stories and looking for those divine details, kind of those God fingerprints that we really don't see until we've gone a little further down the road and we can look back on an event. So I would encourage you to, to journal, even if it's, it doesn't have to be pretty. I know my old journal that I really wish I could find wasn't pretty, but it had the details. And that's going to be important on down the line. So scribble it down, put it somewhere where he can find it. And the other thing she talked about was being able to see God or not being able to see him. Sometimes when we're in the middle of something that he's hard to see because he's so close. So uh, that's a good episode uh, to listen to. Very encouraging. It was before all the stuff happened <laughs> with all of the coronavirus. And and so we just talked about sharing your story, but it's, a, it's also a good one for this time. And I think you find it encouraging. Next week, my interview with KJ Ramsey. She's the author of This Too Shall Last. Um, and it's a book about finding grace and the presence of God in the midst of suffering. And so KJ is an author and also a therapist. And she has a lot to say about kind of where we are at this time when we are in the messy middle. We are, we are in this middle where we're asking so many questions. Thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. Feel free to put some comments here on the Life and Mission website. Send me a message. Really appreciate reviews and sharing. I'm Kay Helm, and this is the Life and Mission podcast. Find your voice. Tell your story. Change the world. Hey, it's Kay here. There's one big truth about fundraising that people do not tell you when you start out. And that is, if you struggle to tell stories, you will struggle to raise funds. But what kinds of stories do you tell? How do you tell them? Where do you find them? How do you put them together? And how do you do all that while you're running your ministry, while you're doing all the work and all the things that you have to do? It does not have to be overwhelming. This is my good news. And also, I want you to hear this. Fundraising is not just about asking for money. Raising funds for your mission does not have to feel icky. Fundraising is really about relationships. It's about sharing stories with friends. And it's about being very clear about what it takes to accomplish great things together. 
I created the Mission Writers course to help you tell better stories, to know what stories to tell, when to tell them, how to tell them, where to find your stories. So go over to missionwriters.org. That's mission writers, like you're writing. Missionwriters.org has all the details on the course and on the group coaching program. So you have two options. And if you love a missionary or a nonprofit leader who needs this course, gift certificates are available. So check it out at missionwriters.org and let's make 2024 your best year ever. Ever.